getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like you. Welcome to Getting to Know Woo. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. Hello, whoopsies. <laughs> I was going to say hello, Woo Jehoitz, for all ah, of the Barney Miller that's fans a real, out there. That's, that's a, a real, real stretch. Inside, yeah. Inside. <laughs> Well, then, uh, I don't know if it's inside, but it does no. require that we have fans old enough and <laughs> uh, to have been interested in Barney Miller. That's true. Barney Miller um, was in reruns when I was in middle school, and um, I had, as you know, I had a crush on Wojohowitz, which is maybe <laughs> why you thought of Wojohowitz. Well, that and it was the only character on Barney Miller whose name I could make work with. Me. Oh, right. And you were really <laughs> focused on Barney Miller and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's last week. Hey, did you put Jen in the show notes last week? Uh, no, I still did not. Oh, no. wow. Wow. No, I refused wow. to. Wow, Jen. This is a, this is turning into a snub. It's a feud. It's a full-on feud. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Jen is a dear friend and listener, which is great when you get both. Former former bandmate. Former bandmate, that's true. Mm-hmm. Former improv partner. Mm-hmm. We were in a three-person improv group called the Malicious Biscuits. I love Jen. If Brett refuses to put her in the show notes, go find her on Instagram. <laughs> no, I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> cool Jen Rondo. She does amazing art. She's a real, yeah. she's just an all around uh, artiste. She plays the theremin. She um, does art, improv. I don't think she's doing improv anymore, but her art is really unique and super cool. Yeah. Cool Jen Rondo. And of course, she thought of whoopsies. And I, I gotta be yeah. honest, I'm not hearing any other <laughs> any other suggestions. What what you just heard Wu Jehoitz. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean from listeners. So let's okay. Know. okay. <laughs> this is where the feud is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Hey, there's an apple on my desk. I think maybe you left oh, it here. Oh, God, your producer's getting sloppy. <laughs> no, I'll talk to you, the producer. <laughs> oh, my God. He's not even supposed to be eating on the job. Th- that's the second that's apple disgusting. I found today. Oh, I'm sorry you're dealing no, with that. No, that's okay. The other one was probably also mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, 
This is our segment, which we, the next segment that I'm about to go into, things we are excited Excited about. Um, and by the way, I was thinking about this. I think it's a really good habit to get into. Like, I recommend listeners try this for themselves. Like, set a day and then think about what were you excited about this week? What happened this week that you're excited about? Because what? What do you mean set a day? What is that? Oh, I mean, like, like they could be like, okay, every Monday I'm going to check in with myself. As a regular practice. Got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Not to add anything more to your to-dos, but I realized like I was having a hard time. But then when I press myself, I can always find something new that I've been excited about. And also it seems to then turn into more than one thing. Yeah. Whereas if I hadn't pressed myself to do that, I would have thought I was just stuck in the same old, same old. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> What? Did you? What? Did You're you not me. just hear? Well, I just heard what sounded like something like someone dropping hard, uh, like no. it, like dropping like wooden blocks on a wooden floor behind you. Shit, this is that fucking was, weird. No. That was really weird. Okay, like no, for real. Don't scare me. I don't like that look. Well, I'm not trying to scare you. I don't understand you, you, what. I mean, you, clearly you it's failed. some kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, well, I'll edit this out, but that was really fucking weird. You don't need to edit it out. <laughs> anyway, it's part of the the excitement around here. <laughs> <laughs> I may be having a stroke, or there may yeah. be something Maybe we wrong need with this, our Wi-Fi you know. connection. Mm-hmm. We need this recorded just j- just in case. Oh, shit, this you are going <laughs> to In case somebody doesn't out. believe that I'm having a stroke. Mm-hmm. What is happening? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Everything's okay? going awry. Maybe. I, I'm hearing wooden blocks falling on floors. <laughs> well, let me just say that this show isn't going to be all chaos because today <laughs> we have an interview with Judica Ellis, who we adored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, love Judica. Uh, she was the best, is the best, and we're so excited to share that interview with you. Jutica, Jutica, Jutica. <laughs> we really wanted to say that. We're really record. reaching back to the uh, to the <laughs> old sitcom references today. <laughs> no, 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 it's Judy. Jude, isn't that from Judy? <laughs> isn't that a Judy Garland thing? Judy, mm. Judy, Judy. <laughs> My understanding is that that is um, Cary Grant Mm. uh, talking to a character in a movie named Judy. And the reason I thought it was a reference is because uh, Goober on The Andy Griffith Show supposedly (laughs) did a very good impression of that. Uh, But it was actually quite bad. Wow. You really had to go A to Z there to get to yeah. Andy Griffith. I mean, why wouldn't you have just assumed I was just doing the original Cary Grant impression? Well, partly because you didn't know that it was Cary Grant or... Well, I knew uh, it was an old movie and... uh, Well, I mean, I guess you're kind of right. I guess you're kind <laughs> of right. All right. Let's go to our segment. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Tacoma, Washington, you're on the air. 
Did you say, oh, Tacoma? I thought you were talking to someone named Thelma Washington. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd love to go to the phone, so if anyone oh, wants to God, leave great. us a phone message, um, a question, actually, if you'd like to ask us a question, getting to know woo at gmail.com is where you do it. Yeah, you could send us a voice uh, memo from your phone if you wanted. And we oh, and then it. you could, mm-hmm. we don't have mm-hmm. a phone number right now. No, but we could get one. I mean, for the I could get podcast. one. You want a phone number? I'll get your phone number. Mm, okay. Um. So anyway, what I'm excited about this week, as I went into my tirade about finding something <laughs> I was excited about, is my new playlist. So every year I have a playlist for the year. Mm-hmm. And um, I started this one. Obviously, in January, although last year, I thought I was going to have hardly I thought it was going to be pretty small because it I couldn't I didn't have any new songs till like, I don't know, yeah, till like later March or something. But um, this time I've started it strong. I'm so excited <laughs> about it. Can people find how do people find a playlist? You can just make it public, and then I think they just look for your it username. Is, public. Oh. is it? Mm-hmm. Mine but or not? I think mine is. But I think my username is Natasha oh. Christensen on there because I'm maybe on Oh, because it's through. Fa- well, no, no, no. It's through your email. Mm, it says Natasha Christensen. I don't know what to tell oh. you. Maybe. Which is not my name. I don't know. Under no. any circumstances. No. Not it's barely anything. yours. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> it's not, not yours. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last name. Yeah, I know. Anyway, my latest, I discovered on my own, this person called, um, have I talked, by the way, on the show about how I discovered, yeah, I did. When mm-hmm. I how you, dis- how how you I discovered, discovered people. people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I discovered this one, but um, <laughs> even though I just did. Her name, <laughs> it's her stage name is Billy Nomates. Because apparently she oh. showed up to a gig with alone, and they called her Billy No Mates. But a pretty great um, nickname. Yeah, her real name is Tor Marie. I think. Wait, anyway, who, who called her that if she showed yeah. up with no one there? Probably like some hecklers. They're just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> Billy No Mates." <laughs> That's probably what they sound like. Except for she's English, so it was more yeah. like, "Oh Billy No Mates." <laughs> You got no mates, Billy. Yeah. So anyway, um, her the song. I think we just <laughs> we're recording several. this at night. We don't usually record it at night. So please uh, send us an email. <laughs> getting to know woo at gmail Do you prefer this or do you hate it, or do you just wish, hey guys, y'all, uh, do it in the morning, get it together. It get yeah. your shit What'd together. What'd you say? Yeah. I said tighten it up. Right. Um, anyway, toy. the song that I love is <laughs> called Spite. And I do want to also just say that I have one of my awakening um, clients. And I had another client that told me this. They, well, she, this one that I'm referring to um, has come up with a playlist um, for uh, for her inner child. Oh. And I love that. Like, she's... Yeah, just that's inspiring great. songs and songs that are good. And I had another client that told me that she, I think I put it in a newsletter once, that she um, had a song for, um, like, that would make her connect to her higher self. It was higher love. 
by Stevie Winwood. Although I think it was like Whitney Houston was on it or something. But anyway, maybe it was a cover. Point being that that it is a real listening to music is a really great way to activate different parts of yourself that you're trying to connect to. And especially in the morning, she said she would listen to it in the morning. Um to get her right in that space. It's such a great way of changing that yeah. energy up. I have to say, yeah, I think the playlist is a really great idea <laughs> because one time after I was doing some, you know, talking to my inner child, he told me that he wanted to listen to some music. And so I put on an album that I remembered from that time, oh, but it was yeah. mostly stuff that I didn't like and didn't like that. It, I apparently only listened to a few songs on that album. And so you mean when I, you were that age? When I was that age, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kept getting frustrated by it. Uh, and so like having a curated playlist that mm. like ahead of time is, uh, is a really great idea. But that's it, a good idea too, to put songs from that time period when you were little or when whatever age that mm-hmm. you, that helped you or you felt inspired by or that you, you know, to connect you in a positive way to yeah. a younger age. I love that. Yeah. So another great suggestion. Um, so that is something I'm excited about. I do have one other thing, but I can't remember her name there. I found this person, this woman on TikTok. She does like, um, she has like a bunch of bohemian outfits. She does, you know, I don't know what they're called. Fashion. She's like her account is mostly fashion, fashion. but there's something you call like look of the day or whatever. Like W O T. Anyway, um, <laughs> work out of the day. <laughs> but I love it all, and it it did. I as I've told you, I feel like I'm in a bit of a t-shirt jeans rut. But she did it in a way where I was like, you know what, maybe I'm not in a rut because I did wear a lot of stuff that she had, and I was like, you know what, it looks cute. Yeah, forget it. I mean, forget about it. <laughs> I think I I would never describe your clothes as looking like you are in a rut. I know you're very nice about that. Well, not just being nice, like your valuing aesthetic makes it so that you don't have clothes that would make you look like you're in a rut. Hashtag Libra Moon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I have gotten in a bit of a like. I always just go for the jeans and a sweater, jeans and a t-shirt. But when you can throw a little sweater over it or a little shawl-ish situation, like the one you got me for Christmas, which is sort yeah. of like a combo. Yeah, it up. Yeah, sweater, shawl. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Just that shit right up. Yeah, you get it. All right. So we will do the energy report after our interview but before we get to that i'd just like to say um if you could leave us a review on apple Mm. podcasts the next person who leaves us a review um will have a place in our hearts forever it's been a while since we've seen a written review so we would like it (laughs) no no i'm not trying to guilt anybody but no zero guilt that's what it takes Oh, Tell me I mean, what it takes guilt. to write a review. <laughs> wow, I only botched that one. Um. Anyway, 
so yeah. And other than that, I will just say that you can find me at Highest Light Healing on Instagram and the old Tiki Talkies. I do a lot of free, helpful content on both those places. So yeah. if you're not in a place where you can have a session with me, that is a good way to do it. And you can also sign up for my newsletter at highestlighthealing.com. I think I actually, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, I already sent one out. Although I might send it out Wednesday. I'm not sure yet. So maybe not. Go sign it up. Sign it up. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. My awakening <laughs> is now full for January, but I will have openings for my um, mentorship three-month mentorship in February, and um, I have other sessions you can have with me. Not a part of that. All right, and I'd love to see you. Love to see you. I really do love seeing <laughs> people. It makes me very happy. Um. Okay, so today we have Judica Illis, a lifelong student and lover of the magical arts. Judica Illis is the author of numerous books devoted to spells, spirits, saints, and witchcraft. Her books include Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. It's a true encyclopedia. It's a real masterpiece. Um, encyclopedia of Witchcraft, Encyclopedia of Spirits, Encyclopedia of Mystic Saints and Sages, Daily Magic, Magic When You Need It, and The Wiser Field Guide to Witches. And the book we're talking about with her today is called Pure Magic. It's really great. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Judica is the editor and curator of two books of mystical fiction, The Wiser Book of Fantastic and Forgotten and The Wiser Book of Occult Detectives. A certified aromatherapist, she has been a professional tarot reader for over three decades. A native New Yorker, Judica teaches in the U.S. and internationally. Follow her on Instagram at Judica. Ellis, and here is our interview. Judica, thank you so much for uh, for being with us. Um, this is uh, very exciting. You are uh, a very generous guest, and we are we are lucky to uh, to have you here. Um, I listeners wouldn't have heard this, but just a second ago, um, Natasha was mentioning that I was very moved by uh, reading Pure Magic. Actually, listening to Pure Magic, it's available. Um, unscribed, not a sponsor, but uh, <laughs> how I listen to all my books. Um, and um, it was really, there were so many things, so many things that jumped out to me, but I'll just start with one of the most remarkable to me. Um, again, listeners, well, listeners will know this, Judica, you probably don't. I am relatively uninitiated in the world of woo woo. Um, and so I'm still learning a lot. And one of the things that jumped out to me as I was listening to you reading through a list describing power, uh, the, the magical properties of plants and flowers, it may have just been flowers. I was struck that there were a number of plants that whose purpose is to help people who either are reluctant or don't believe in the power of magic to access it um and that like it's not just this will enhance your magical powers and uh, but it will help someone like you know someone like me is the way it felt to um to to do that um and i wonder if that was something that just stuck out to me or if or if there are maybe even uh more or, or if you have uh any thoughts about that no i mean i've 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 heard that from other people also, both before I wrote the book 
and since because readers email me and you know they tell me their reactions <laughs> and so you know i'm aware you know a little bit where that comes from you know it's that whoa whoa you know people like well people will say to me for a long time i was very closeted i i'm a private person and i mm. don't really talk about what i you know practice it's not mm. really anybody's you know until i became an author and then i you know did I not realize say. i was like just, just you know i i had locked the broom closet behind me um, <laughs> but um you know people will sometimes say things like like if i ask them their astrological sign and they'll say oh i don't believe in that or i don't believe mm -hmm. in this i don't believe in that mm -hmm. and they say it very defiantly and sometimes yeah. a little superciliously like they're you know they're the superior being yes and, yeah. and then they're surprised by my reaction because my instinct is to feel sorry for them <laughs> it's just how how awful is that you yeah. know that's like like that's like my saying you know i i don't believe the sky is blue or something mm -hmm. you know or i don't yeah. believe that the koi are pretty in the pond i, I don't believe that yeah <laughs> and it's like they're it's like cutting little, themselves off they're cutting themselves off exactly exactly it's yeah. this, we have this big wonderful magical world i mean i know when we started talking i was complaining about the last year and the last two weeks <laughs> at the same time we have this world of wonder and yeah. to just say i don't believe in it, it and sometimes but there are a lot of reasons for that i also get a lot of email from people who tell me essentially it was beaten out of them mm, or mocked yeah. out of them you know yeah. children who had a, demonstrated a psychic ability in their childhood and then were beaten for it mm. and it's awful or, or you know repeatedly or exorcisms or you know oh, just wow. the things people do so so and now they're adults and they would like to reaccess it they they had something and it's been cut off mm -hmm. and how do they get it back you wow, know, that's... this is I not to hopefully this isn't too much of a tangent, but like this, everything you're saying in the first very first part one of your book, it's why I wanted to start this podcast because you talk here the you say here by definition, magic is mysterious and effective. The effective mm. part is crucial. Magic is a practical art. The, I'm just going to keep going because it's just so good. Okay. There are spells that have lasted for millennia. If they absolutely didn't work for, if they absolutely didn't work ever for anyone, they wouldn't be remembered. The con converse is also true. No one thing works for everyone. This goes for conventional medicine, traditional medicine, educational theories, and magic too. Because your headache defied that aspirin doesn't mean that aspirin never yeah. works. It just wasn't the right tool for you at that moment. But that's real life, you protest, not magic. Well, magic is real life too. I just uh, love this because... <laughs> I mean, and then you go on to say, and this is also, I mean, it really moves me because I feel emotional about it, that it's not, it's really harmful that people are cut off from magic, that yes. it's been so vilified. I mean, and also now that I feel like in some ways, because maybe because we are um, 
privileged now. The condescension feels even yeah. worse to me because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. a it's a like um covert way of cutting people off at the yeah, cutting that practice. Yeah. 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 And the last thing I'll just say is then you go on to say that there's many words in other languages for the power you say that radiates from all living beings. Mm. And in English, there's not even a word for it. It's suppressed though. It's like sometimes mm. when you look at languages, and I say that as somebody who had to learn English, it's not my first language. Oh, and what I, is your first language? Hungarian. Okay. Oh. And I, I, I grew up, at, you know, I, I was born in New York City to very, very recent immigrants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, my you know my parents came here with my sister um you know they escaped during the hungarian revolution so they arrived in the u.s in 57 oh. i was born in 60 mm -hmm. so you know and i grew up in a very immigrant neighborhood and a lot of people think new york city is the empire state building and you know Manhattan, <laughs> but you know and that's that is that is the tourist new york city and that's right. the um new york city that you see in movies but i'm from the outer boroughs i'm from queens yeah. like the most <laughs> extremely diverse place and yeah. so i was raised with a lot of people who spoke a lot of languages and it doesn't bother me like to sit at a table where i don't understand what people are saying like, mm. or, or there are four yeah. different languages going on because I, i'm used to that I, gr mm. I grew up like that and so you when you have that you start to realize you know every language doesn't have a word for the same thing mm -hmm. or translating it's not exactly the same way and so it, it is significant to see what words exist it's you know Sans sanskrit has all these words for love and inuit mm -hmm. has all these words for snow and of course mm -hmm. if you come from you know, someplace like Hungary or Florida, you know, you don't need that many words for snow. <laughs> right. You know, one is enough. But if you are, you know, and so, but it's also the words that are missing. Yeah. What words don't you have? Like Hungarian is a totally gender neutral language. There's no he's oh, or she's. Wow. Everybody's an it. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Huh, yeah, because, you know, but it's not, it's not, it's for protection. I mean, hmm. I, we we can we can surmise why. Hmm. Who knows why? Because these are all ancient. But it's, there's there is a little attitude of who wants to know. <laughs> if, if, if if you are if, if you know if you want to know, you're either going to have to ask directly, hmm. or like you know, why do you want to know? Hmm. Can, you know, if you should know, you already know. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh -huh. I well, I'm I was um you mentioned the words that are missing and um it th I I feel like Western d culture descended from European culture has had so much of this connection to the natural world and you know the magic that comes yeah. from it taken away from it like intentionally and, like a and or hidden. Yes. Yeah, but I I am fascinated by, and I think I can't remember where you alluded to this, but I'm fascinated by the bits and pieces of that that survived that like um, yeah, you know that are like sort of um, you know children's rhymes or uh, or just like sayings or whatever. Um, have, yeah. you are obviously such a scholar of magic and I love magical it. traditions. Have <laughs> you do you 
know much about that about like sort of the things that have have uh, survived you know the the longer you do this and the more you read the older you get the more you realize you know nothing (laughs) you know like i can always tell when somebody is very young or they've just they've you know they've read two books because they know everything but if you if you if you keep doing it you you know it's like shit like i know nothing um i have a book called encyclopedia of witchcraft and in it i do talk about nursery rhymes and I do talk mm-hmm. of Mother Goose. Oh. Um, so I, I know a little bit, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who knows a lot more. Oh, I will I will check that out. Um uh one of the other things that jumped out to me when um in the book was uh when you mentioned you were talking about horse magic and you mentioned that <laughs> the use of primarin, which is the drug derived from pregnant marriage yeah. horse urine yeah. uh, for menstruate or for, excuse me, uh, menopausal women, um, yeah. is that it will cut you off from horse magic because it's traumatic to the horses involved oh. in its production. On a, um, on, a, on a psychic plane. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think I, so. I wonder if, because we have, I am aspirationally vegan for but not successful yeah. at it most of the time but we have but for example we have a lot of cats and a lot of dogs and we feed them meat and i know that those foods well we feed them produced. cat food and dog not yeah there's meat in the cat food and dog food. oh yeah yeah I, so I, I i'm wonder- not a vegan i mean uh, I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I think a lot of this is ancestral and i think mm. that ideally i think that the thing with the pharmaceutical, I mean, I don't eat horses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, right. I mean, it, it is that I, I just don't, you know, it's not, right. a, you know, I've been in Montreal. I've seen it on the menu. You know, yeah. I, 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 I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't, oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that eating meat in its, I mean, this is something I'm sure there are people who will tell you something different than I yeah. am. I don't know that eating meat will cut you off entirely from you know, if you eat beef, can you not approach a goddess like Hathor? I, I mm. don't know. You know, yeah. I know that the devotees of Huan Yin do not eat mm. beef and, and do strive to be at least vegetarian. Um, but the thing with the pharmaceuticals is the, the cruelty aspect. Mm. Yeah. It, it's just so abusive and cruel and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, we could argue that many of us have ancestors. We have been eating meat, you know, for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that we can do it in a way that is as not cruel as possible. And I say this as someone who I'm not I am not sure that, you know, when we pick a tomato, does does the tomato does the plant not feel any pain? I mean, we yeah, we can yeah. we can make ourselves cra- I, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. So we can, you know, yeah. we have to live, but it's not necessary. That and it's yeah. just to me, it just really. And at that time when I wrote it, I was around a lot of horses, mm. and that particular pharmaceutical, I was around people who were not taking it necessarily for the prescribed reasons. Uh, oh, I um, didn't know that was and something. Oh yeah, there's a yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, not to get into a lot of details, it was just, it, to me, it was just gratuitously inflicting. I see. And, and my children watched Black Beauty, the movie, and mm. that was just, you know, yeah. 
um, I don't know. I, I think we really need to strive not to be cruel. Yeah. And to, yeah. Well, and that to, I will say that's really hard to find meat that hasn't been. Oh, it's very hard cool and very expensive. Way. Very hard. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, the, yeah. I didn't mean to make that about veganism particularly. Just no, about, but, it, like, but it's not just about that. You know, you see people who um, you you have to be a little bit coherent and you have to be mindful. Where you see people who are following spiritual traditions or cultural traditions and then being harmful to the people whose traditions they are yeah Mm. yeah that is also not you know you know if you you know i don't want to point fingers and i'm trying to be very polite here but (laughs) you know if you if you if you have you know we all have our calling yeah and, you know, maybe there's, if you're called to something like, I mean, basically, you know, you can't be a white supremacist and then, you know, you can't be like a white supremacist and have altars to African spirits or, or, or you know, East Asian spirits or Jewish spirits mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that is. You just, there's a dichotomy there, you, that will not be beneficial. Yeah. and. All the woo is ultimately supposed to be beneficial. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's there to make your life better. Although I almost there. wonder yeah. if you were doing that, if those spirits would nudge that kind of person in in a better direction. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Although I, I don't always see it. Mm-hmm. I actually think that the calling comes because there's something in their own ancestry that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. Mm. And maybe yeah. they should start considering and exploring. I mean, yeah. when we people think about ancestry, and I, I find that the older I get, the more ancestor work I do. People mm. think their ancestors are, you know, stop, it terminates at their great grandparents. <laughs> but if you are alive, you have, I mean, it's miraculous. All your ancestors going back to whoever lived long enough to reproduce and think of all the wars the cruelty and the illness and the you know infant mortality all your all of your ancestors lived long enough to reproduce and somebody took care of that baby mm. because babies can't take we're, we're not we're not like you know there's some animals that just you know get up and right. start you know living their right. lives right that's not us we we right. need care well into our childhood and yeah. so there was somebody who cared enough to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not 500 years or a thousand years or 2000 years. It's exponential. Mm-hmm. And it goes back, you know, people, Gobekli Tepe, people have been living for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Do you have a preferred, is this too simple of a question? Do you have a preferred <laughs> method of talking your ancestors and do you do that for your own healing purposes and to heal them too i know when we heal ourselves we're healing our ancestors and to, ask them to protect future generations also mm. Mm. You know? and wh- so you feel like i'm always i have a I feel lot connected it's all connected yeah i feel connected oh you feel connected yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no no no. i just i'm always so mixed with this because i had very um difficult parents and i know there there, there, there are two ways of looking at ancestors okay 
you can look at it almost like a string of pearls, a chain. Mm-hmm. I had a mother and she had a mother. It's like one of those, you know, the Russian nesting dolls. Yeah. Uh, my mother's mother and my, or you, you can look, it's exponential. I have two parents, four grandparents, mm. eight great grandparents. And if some, we all have an ancestor that we wish we didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's inevitable. Even you, you may not know this ancestor. Inevitably, you are yeah. going to have an ancestor. You, you, you cringe. You go, oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we all, but we all, conversely, we all have an ancestor we're going to be proud of mm. because it's just inevitable. Statistically, somebody here we are as miracles. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody did something brave and resilient mm. and so if if an ancestor gives you pause keep going back oh, just keep okay. going back like but what that. i like about how do how do i i just yeah. talk to them okay i yeah. just talk to them um and i talk to them in my own life i'm, I'm respectful yeah but the thing mm. with ancestors especially if you come from a family where they're not doing a lot of ancestor work mm-hmm. is there are no ancestors without descendants Mm-hmm. they're you know by definition they're they're not i i'm editing you know i work as an editor and i'm editing this really wonderful book by carol crow called the magic in your genes mm. which does have um rituals for what if your your line is ending what oh. if you know mm. your female line or your male line? it's very oh, interesting yeah. oh, that is um interesting. and also how to deal with difficult ancestors but one of the things i find i mean I used to argue with my mother all the time. We would fight and we would make up. And that's, you know, if I'm having a hard, I find it very easy to complain to them hmm. or <laughs> tell them something, you know, this is no good. I need help with this. Or, you know, if I have no money, you are not getting a good offering. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's simple. You know? Put the onus on them. Well, you know, you would want me to waste the money if I have no money and I, you know, and I need repairs. I mean, I, I can't, you know, yeah. you know, what am I going to do? So, you know, if you're any kind of a good ancestor, you, you would want me to put some money towards like the necessary yeah. things. I just, yeah. I guess, I mean, you have this whole beautiful chapter in here about your magic allies, like animals, spirit beings, yeah. botanics. Um and so for me, I mean, maybe it's the part of me that just doesn't love humans as much as uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're all, also we're all different, you know, yeah. Yeah. we're all different. And I, so that book was written, I had not set out to write a metaphysical book. That was a just, that was just part of my life. Hmm. I had written a, 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 a book that has been very lucky for me, except that it's never been published. Oh. I had written a big book on fertility oh. because I had come from a fertility situation and I wrote the book that I needed. Mm-hmm. And then it was sent out and everybody turns it down. For, mm. I mean, because there are almost like too many topics in it. There's uh-huh. herbs and there's goddesses. And I mean, there's a lot you of stuff in it. Self-publish that book. It's big. It's really, in some ways, it's the prototype of 5,000 spells. Oh, I wow. maybe we'll have to do it as like, like one of those, a bridge you know we'll have to do like yeah. those, uh you know where they have chapters volumes or yeah <laughs> who knows i mean i mean i mean every couple of years i try to publish it again mm. but i am always offered something else and when this book landed as an unsolicited manuscript back in the days when manuscripts were paper mm-hmm. um and it's big 
it landed on the desk of someone at Element Books, the original Element Books, and he turned it down. But there was a chapter on magic spells. And he asked me, well, can you expand this chapter into a book on spellcasting? Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, sure. Because, I mean, I was thinking very literally, yeah, can I do it? Yeah, I can do it. I mean, this is, I mean, this is something that I know. I mean, that, that's not a problem to ask me to do it. I know how to do that. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I wasn't sure. Afterwards, I wasn't sure because they gave me the title, the original title. Um, the book was first published as Earth Mother Magic. Mm. And I thought it was, I try not to be a hypocrite, but I thought they're going to cut down all these trees to publish a book called Earth Mother Magic. And there's so many books about magic spells already out there. And how do I justify this? And I said, Mm. well, I have to write an honest book. I have, because a lot of books are um, performative Mm -hmm. or ambient they're atmospheric you, you, you know they're not you know it's like a cookbook like you get a cookbook with a recipe in it and the recipe doesn't work out well and you think oh well yes because i don't know how to cook this recipe was too advanced for me and this is why it didn't come out but if you actually know how to cook and if you know something about chefs sometimes res- recipes are printed with something left out so that, <laughs> you know, you can't just reproduce it perfectly, mm. y- y- you know? Yeah. And I, I think there was a lot of that with spell casting. And so I wanted to write something that was very honest and that could be used by a lot of people mm. and that didn't try to impose an agenda on people, mm. you know, because different people worry about different things. Some of us worry about ancestor work. Some of us worry about, you know veganism it it has to work for you Mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not like what what i know about magic and now everybody because maybe what worked for me isn't going to work for you Mm -hmm. right do you do you feel that there are like similar to what you said about you know experienced and inexperienced chefs are there spells that are harder or easier to do depending on your experience level with magic or spell casting in general sure there are more advanced spells mm-hmm. yeah. i mean and, and and as with cooking or dancing or playing the piano you have you know practice 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 you know and <laughs> right. and it will you know and, and you will you will gain skills mm-hmm. i think that spell casting is very much a the maybe the primal human art and if you are human you can mm-hmm. do it Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what you look like, regardless of who your ancestors were, regardless of you know your your IQ. I, I mean, it, it's what you what you need to do to cast a spell is have emotions, have desires. Well, you're saying in here just about magic. The first step is simple: buy a cauldron, find a familiar. No, just be kind to yourself yeah <laughs> well that's it because Love it's like the, it's like it's well because it's like the cook oh well the recipe didn't turn out because i'm not good at it mm-hmm. and i mean that was very much my experience when things didn't work for me i am very quick to say well it didn't work because i don't know how to do it yeah um, I, I i i was not a diva who came in you know i i don't <laughs> automatically assume that there's a problem 
with the thing. I, I, I yeah. blame yourself. I assume it's me. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, which I, I learned that wasn't true by teaching my children math. Mm-hmm. I homeschooled mm-hmm. my children mm-hmm. and I thought I was mm-hmm. very bad at math, but I had to teach the math. And then I realized I had not been taught well mm-hmm. because I had to learn how to teach them right and some approaches yeah. didn't work but i couldn't yeah. give up i couldn't just say well you've got a d right <laughs> you know so right. i had to right. i had to learn how to teach them so they would learn yeah and that had not been done for me yeah and i think the other really important thing we unfortunately have to wrap up here but the other important thing that you talk about a lot in here around magic is also the intention be kind to yourself and the intention that's like that's everything and yeah i just yeah go ahead if if i would leave you with one thing or or listeners yeah People get very into intentions and beliefs. What do you believe? But if you want the spell to work, you don't have to believe it. The one thing you have to accept is that maybe, maybe, maybe life could be better. Mm. Maybe, maybe you could get your wish. Mm. Maybe. Because Mm. if you are very adamant that I'm doomed. This will never work. Oh, this is whatever. It, it's like driving with the brakes on. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow. Yeah. Because sometimes it is more important for some individuals. It can be more important in that moment to, they are so invested in that all the woo doesn't work mm-hmm. that that becomes, you know, what do you want from the spell? Oh my do, God. do you yeah. want this to right. work? Or do you want to do you or do you want your belief that it doesn't work to be validated? Yeah. Or do you want to be proven? This is why I never right. see anybody who's has a I mean, not that these people will find me, but when I started doing this work, <laughs> I, I was like, I my number one thing is I'm not here to prove to anyone. Right. That this is right. It. Yeah. right. And you don't even have to prove it to yourself. Just, just yeah. do it and see what happens. Just see how you feel. See, yeah, see and what it, happens. Yeah. And, it, and if it doesn't work, experiment. Maybe yeah. it's not the right spell for you. Right. Just like with the aspirin. Yeah. Aspirin doesn't right. work yeah. for you. Try something else. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Judah, I have to say that you that that idea of just allowing for maybe really yeah. hit this uh, reformed uh, condescending cynic you know, <laughs> right where it counts. So. <laughs> That's, that's a big idea for me because I have, you know, I have parts that are, you know, like ideas that like it's either all bullshit or it's all true and allowing for that gray area is something that I don't come I think, to naturally. I think all of us in the Western, in the Western world though, I mean, yeah. we're all kind of indoctrinated. It's mm-hmm. all, I mean, I, we've all been in a situation where we're a little embarrassed, you know, of, you know, you, you know, I know I, I do it defiantly sometimes. But now, like, what do you do for a living? If like I can say, if, if I if I'm at the airport, like I'll just say I'm an editor because like mm. I don't want to talk about it. But, <laughs> right. but if but if I'm at the party with people like who annoy me, I'll say I'm a fortune teller. <laughs> and it's amazing because you can hear a pin drop. They're oh, not. Or am I joking? Yeah. Right. Say, right. Am I joking? Should they be laughing? Or yeah. shit? Is this? 
Does she mean it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I can feel. I can Love still it. feel in my body right now the reaction I would have had when I was convinced that I, you know, that I knew that science was was the be all end all. There's no god, and I have all of the answers. Like that, I I love yeah. that you do that to fuck with people. Well, Judica, I yeah. hate it that we have to wrap it up, but we hopefully will have you back with also with Pamela Coleman. Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. Oh, Catherine. that's weird. Oh. What's we'll, your we'll invite Pamela Coleman separately. Wait, what? Is, oh, I'm looking. Oh, at Pamela Coleman. We, we can, we can, we can bring her in. We'll bring the Ouija board and we'll bring. Oh, her in. she wrote the <laughs> she wrote the original Wiser Tarot. Bring the. Uh, she, she, Pamela Coleman Smith is the artist who drew the original writer. Wait, oh, right, oh, oh. got it, right, got right. It. I was and looking Catherine, at that. And, and, and the wonderful Catherine Sky Peck, who is the creative director of Wiser Books, and my friend, mm. is um, the the creative force between the Wiser Tarot, which got is a, a, a somewhat of a tribute to Pamela Coleman. Oh, that's and, and I got to work on it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I love that. It was a thrill. Yeah. Um, okay. And Judica, where can people find you? Are you? Yeah. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter. And uh, you can right. write to me care of wiser books. And one of these days, my website will be repaired. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not making any promises, but it's getting there. <laughs> it's nice to just put it out there. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I'm putting out my intention. <laughs> maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Well, <laughs> I was just trying to call back the spell situation. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Judith. Yeah, thank you thank so you much for much. having me. Really thank you so much. You. That was fun. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was you great. Yeah, we we are big fans and we hope to have her back soon to talk about the um as we mentioned on there about I already said that, yeah. I guess, in the interview. And maybe we'll uh, we'll channel the original artist of the Rider Waite deck. Yeah, you can tell that I am not really a tarot reader because I didn't instantly know that when I looked at it because she's pretty famous <laughs> <laughs> for people who know tarot. Oh, I didn't know um, that either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't do tarot. I wonder how many tarot people have ADHD. <laughs> Because or don't more likely, it there's Why? probably no actual correlation. But when I I feel like I've talked about this before, but I have to have my eyes closed to tune in. Like when I look at tarot, a lot of times I just get so distracted by the imagery. I hmm. don't. It's harder for me to like tune in and get an energy read. And like when I play music. I close my eyes and then I suddenly can find the notes and I can play it by hmm. ear. But when my eyes are open, everything kind of stops. Now, what is the difference for you between an Oracle deck and a tarot deck? Well, the Oracle deck you do spells use it Oracle out for you. The time. Well, I don't read them. I literally read them the book. Oh, like Oracle oh, decks like come no on the book. Right. I mean, I'm sure you could. I see. And, and I'm sure there's another layer to it like where you can get a hit about oh and i which is something that i do do it's like i do do you do you do do so well um 
like you can further the information but yeah no as far as just completely reading it i can't i see don't i struggle i struggle in a a traditional sense that's right but where i don't struggle (laughs) is with the energy report That was a good lead-in. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. By the way, as we sit here, we have uh, one Stanley Beasley, our kitten, and uh, (laughs) Helena, our small cat, who is a grown cat, but she's pretty small. She's pretty small. Helena Christensen. That's right. Stanley is so cute, though. Anyone who hasn't seen his gorgeous face is really missing out. You really are. Show notes. Anyway. Let's talk about the energy of this week. So we are, perhaps as indicated by my jovial manner, (laughs) it does feel like things are finally moving a little bit here. (sighs) Thank God. I was just distracted by our, but suddenly Stanley had left like, like I was in a action movie. He was now across (laughs) outside the room and playing with one of his toys noisily but i guess you can hear it wait a minute why is that like an action movie oh because you know like you're like oh i'm gonna fight this guy and then wait where'd he go and then he's behind me oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? he's behind me playing with one of his toys <laughs> in the hallway yeah well it's a low stakes action, action movie. movie trope yeah um okay, okay. so anyway <laughs> a couple things are happening here that i would be remiss not to mention, even though hashtag not an astrologer, which is one <laughs> no longer um, today. If you're listening today, Wednesday, we're finally out of Mercury retrograde. See you later, Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Although there is a, there's some of that, but um, and we're moving into my season, Aquarius. <laughs> It is the dawning of the age of my season, my season. And Oprah, Oprah and I have the same birthday. I'll tell everyone and anyone who'll listen. I'll listen. We are. Someone said to me once, the same year, and I don't know if that's (laughs) like you know. Them not them thinking that I'm very much older than I am, or Oprah looking amazing for her age. But no, we were not born the same year. Seems like a question that if they had waited two seconds to ask, they would have stopped it on their own. Yeah, I don't know. Oprah looks great. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so those two things are happening. Uh, what does that mean? Well, uh, I'll let you figure that out. But I will tell you. (laughs) Wait, no, really, why did you mention them? Well, I mentioned them because, one, when Mercury comes out of retrograde, especially this double with we had a Mars in retrograde, it's like, it's just been a very slow start. It's been like a, you know, hard to get out of the gears, and now it does feel like things are lifting, things are moving, and a lot of times, actually, I mean, it's not, I was going to say a lot of times when Mercury comes out of retrograde, I still feel like it still feels like we're here for another week or two. It's called the shadow mm-hmm. period. And I feel it a little bit, but I actually feel it lifting quicker than I usually do. Mm. And in fact, one thing I'm sensing about Wednesday 
I really got a very strong image of like a light <laughs> coming into my crown chakra. So that is indicating like ideas and higher ideas and mm. um, thoughts and like, and it feels like it's coming in very strongly into the crown. So you may feel Wednesday, Thursday, Friday-ish that like the sense of like, whoa, I'm getting a flood of ideas or I have more ener energy suddenly. And like, you may experience it just in your body, um, almost, it feels a little electrif electrifying. Okay, I, I need to calm down. What's that <laughs> song from Greece? Uh, uh, <laughs> electrifying. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually never saw Greece, but... Yeah, I've never seen it all the way through either. Um, anyway, that's how it feels. What'd you say? I said I've seen bits and pieces I of see. Greece. When I was speaking in middle school, everyone had seen that movie. It was like... They fucking loved that movie. <laughs> and I hadn't seen it and honestly had no interest. But. I'm with you. So that's what I'm feeling Wednesday. And then as far as the Aquarian part of it, you know, Aquarians actually, now that I'm thinking about this, are known for thinking outside the box, bigger ideas, being weirdos, whatever. Hmm. Um, <laughs> being like rebels, that kind of thing, and necessarily feeling the rebel part, but it just it does feel like movement in the mental realm, which then might feel like, oh, I feel like taking action now, where I have mm. not felt like that, yeah, in the last few weeks. Um, and then we do have a new moon on Saturday. And the new moon, when I was tuning into that, I, I got this image of somebody standing over the horizon, like looking out over the horizon. And it felt like you might be getting some bigger picture ideas coming in, like hmm. taking in. And even when actually as I'm tuning into this, it feels like taking in. There's this feeling of like standing there taking in the bigger picture taking in your environment taking in wow like i don't know this is with some appreciation gratitude even um more assimilation it feels like there's an opportunity for assimilation here that hasn't happened hmm. hasn't been able to happen because of all the stuck energy or the slower energy in the last few weeks yeah so that's what it feels like i mean new moons are generally a great time to plant seeds to think of new beginnings to you know especially it does again feel like new ideas it could be a great time for that um but there's something, it really is something about this taking in the totality of maybe the last year even, or um, what's going on in your life. So that's something that I got. And then for some reason I saw on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it, like Sunday, I saw a turning around, like what? Like a sort of like an energy of, oh, I didn't see that there. I know that doesn't really make sense, but maybe it will on Sunday. <laughs> well, then, yeah. It's just sort of like another layer being op like opening up like, oh, I didn't realize that. Or, you know, it feels like another opening, like more energetic opening. And then Monday, Tuesday could feel like assimilating some of that. Okay. So that's what I'm feeling as far as what to do about it. I'm really just feeling like if you, yeah, if you want to plant it, once you get more information, if you would like to plant some seeds for the new moon and see, oh, you know, 
what? I'd like to create this or I have this idea I want to pursue. That would be a good time to like maybe do a little altar or give it up to the mm. universe, plant, you know, I just keep, yeah, I do get that planting seeds, like nurturing it, appreciating it. There's something about appreciating it more now because it has been slower before, like, oh, I can feel into this. So that's what I'm feeling and just really trusting going with your pace. Actually, that's what my newsletter is about. And it does feel true this week in terms of just continuing to respect and allow that pace, whatever it is. Even And again, you may have more energy. So that's what it is. That's where we are. Sounds great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you. That is for real sure. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.